At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rival every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour number two of the VSIN Bet Center. I'm Brady Cannon, live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner, James Salinas, is along via Denver, Colorado, and talking a little baseball there in the last segment. Have some games coming up, going to first pitch here in about 15 minutes. Uh, I believe just four games left on your Saturday card. But we are just about exactly one-third of the way through the season, James, as we enter the month of June. And I want to talk about some of the adjusted division odds and also some of the uh, postseason awards, Cy Young, MVP, what have you. And I will start in the American League West. We were talking about it earlier, how the Astros are trying to run away with this division. The uh, Los Angeles Angels have lost nine games in a row, and Houston has won five straight. They're minus 500 to win this division. The Angels are at plus 375. The Mariners are at 30 to 1. The Rangers at 50 to 1. And the A's at 250 to 1. It appears certainly to be a race between the Angels and the Astros. I don't know if I'd want to bet against Houston, but it's certainly the price that is attractive to me. I mean, this Angels team, I have a season win total on the over for them, and I really like the way they started the season. Now, I don't like the nine-game losing streak, but plus 375, I think they do have a chance to overtake Houston for the division title. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, the, as far as the price goes, that's a pretty good price, considering it's really a, a two-team race. And a lot of hype about the Mariners rolling into this season. That has not that has not played out so far this season. And, and they've had a lot more, uh, as far as the Mariners are concerned, played a lot more games on the road than they have at home. But, I mean, we can say the same thing about the Astros. They've played 32 games on the road and just 20 at home. I think they started the season with 10, 9 or 10 games on the road uh, when, they, when we kicked off the season in, back in April. I just think for the Astros, you know, it's really it, – I'll – thinking about having their pitching staff and having Verlander not only back on the staff, the veteran presence that he brings, the leadership that he brings to the staff, but then how well he's pitched coming off of his Tommy John surgery because he was out for – he didn't pitch at all last year because he got hurt, what, mid-season or the, the weird season that was back in July of 2020, the COVID season. It's, it's remarkable, for one, that a pitcher, not only of his caliber, not remarkable because he's able to do what he does now uh, because he, is, he was such a good pitcher prior to the injury, but to be able to come back – 
pitch at the level and the dominance that we've seen from Verlander. I know it's just one start over every five games for Verlander through that rotation, but I think there's something to be said with the the experience and the leadership factor that he brings because there's a lot of young pitchers on that staff. We know Granke is no longer on that staff anymore for the Astros, so just having his presence, I just wonder how much of a boost that has been to the from the psychology piece of it with that young staff there in Houston. I just think this it's so it's such a big piece for that team. This is a veteran team as far as that lineup is concerned. Great hitters in that on that lineup for the Astros. Yeah, the price is sexy there for the Angels here, Brady. But I just think where the Astros are, it's such a good team. It's it, from top to bottom for the most part. I, it's not one I would want to get in front of. Yeah, no, I think you make a great point about Verlander there, James, and I've really enjoyed watching his bounce back this season. You and I both, uh, you know, I believe it was opening day when we were talking about him going up against Noah Syndergaard and what a great pitching yeah. matchup they both put uh, out that day, and and uh, Verlander's really kept it running more so than Syndergaard anyway. A couple of scores here, Boston leading the A's 8 to nothing, top of the ninth inning there in Oakland. The Cincinnati Reds and the Washington Nationals are now tied at 7 apiece, top of the 8th inning there. The Miami Marlins trying to walk it off in the bottom of the ninth. They're currently in a tie game with the Giants at 4-4. The Tampa Bay Rays have fallen behind the Chicago White Sox. 3-2 now in the top of the ninth inning there. And no score currently between the Astros and the Kansas City Royals. Earlier today, Toronto... Uh, won 12-3 to over the Twins. They are now 9-1 and over their last 10. The Rangers held off the Mariners 3-2, to and the Orioles took care of the Guardians 5-4. to The American League East, James, they have either began or are in the middle of a winning streak. The American League Central is either beginning or in the middle of a losing streak. Every team in the division. And the White Sox are even money to win that division. They're still a favorite over the Minnesota Twins. I believe the White Sox are now about four games behind the Twins in the division. The Twins at plus 105, the Guardians at 10 to 1, the Tigers and the Royals, big long shots at 66 and 100 to 1. This is a tough division. I really wouldn't want to bet on it because it just seems like every team is mediocre at best. They are. And and if you're, wow, I mean, I really don't know where I would want to go here if if you think about with this. I I think in general, the American League, obviously it's very top-heavy. We're seeing what the Yankees are doing, and Aaron Judge crushes another home run today and and leads the league, 21 home runs so far this season. But it's just so top-heavy completely in the American League. If you look at just the standings right now, if the Angels lose this game tonight against the Phillies, that will be just one, two, three, four, five teams in the American League out of 15 that will be above 500. Three of them wow. reside in the American League East. Yeah. When you're talking about the Yankees, the Rays, and the Jays, how bad are some of these other divisions? Really, in, in a sense, not so much that they're awful. There's some bad teams. I think the the especially with the Tigers, how poorly they play. I know they've been a little, they've been better as of late the last 10 days or so, but just not any teams that really you feel like for the course of the duration of a long season that are going to be able to maintain that competitiveness throughout to, to be in that upper echelon of the American League East, right? Or within the American League itself. I don't know, Brady. I wouldn't know. I, I'm really stuck. I don't know where I would go with this because it is just so top heavy on that American side. Well, other than the National League West, which is pretty strong from top to bottom. I mean, Colorado's starting to fall off a little bit here, but the Arizona Diamondbacks have been competitive for the most part. They're just a few games under 500. But uh, the America, or excuse me, the National League East, other than the Mets, has really been unimpressive. We'll see if the Phillies yeah. can turn things around here. And the National League Central, other than the Brewers and the Cardinals, not all that impressive either. Let's look at the American League East. That is maybe the most interesting division in yeah. baseball. The Yankees at Minus 200 to win this division. I actually bet them before the season started at plus 200 to win the division. So I like that price as things have developed here. The Blue Jays at plus 250. They're on a roll right now. And the Rays at 7-1. to The Red Sox and the Orioles, big long shots. But I think those three teams, I don't think it's a bad bet at all to take 7-1 to with the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, but they've been there and done that before. And we know that's a team that, well... 
when they get to the trade deadline, they may make a few moves, but it's not going to be a big splash move there with the Rays as opposed to what we know what teams like the Yankees will be doing come trade deadline. Any kind of gaps and holes that they have within that roster, they will be looking to fill them. They're not afraid to make some big moves at that deadline. But the Raves have been there and done that before. They know who they are, right? We know what their identity and the culture is of that team. It's a smaller market team. It's a very uh, They're very frugal, I guess we'll call it, when it comes to the contracts that they that they dish out for their players and and sometimes I think that team also plays with that chip on their shoulder knowing that they're that's who they are and and that they don't have all these big names and these big contracts that roll in like a team like the Yankees or the Dodgers and and the haves and the have-nots that we've seen in Major League Baseball for a while so yeah potentially I think that would be where I'd be I'd lean more towards the Rays and the Jays to make this a two-team race I think the Jays they've they've brought a lot of contract liability to them as well and when you bring those big contracts sign these guys for big dollars brings a lot of high expectations and it's right now yes 10 games over 500 so they're playing well so far this season not at the level where we see the Yankees with a six and a half game lead within the American League East but between those three we're talking about a plus price I wouldn't want to get involved with the Jays it'd be the Rays just because I, I we've seen this from that team for for many years recently and they've given the Yankees fits in the last yes, few years have. as well so uh, obviously that would be the team right now that they have to get past um, let's look at the National League most valuable player odds and Mookie Betts currently leads the market at 3-1 to one. Manny Machado at plus 350 and Paul Goldschmidt uh, we have him listed here at eight to one, and I was actually getting prepared for the show. And I said eight to one. I said I-, I might go look if I can make a bet on that. I saw him here locally at three to one. So if he's eight to one out there, uh, I don't think that's a bad play. We talk about him being the National League Player of the Month in the month of May. Is batting over four hundred with ten home runs and thirty three RBIs. Uh, he extended the hitting streak to twenty five games. Um, so three to one, I-, I-, I certainly took a pass, but eight to one. Uh, looks like a pretty juicy price to me. Uh, Bryce Harper is the defending NL MVP, if you will. He's at nine to one. I really thought Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves last year deserved it. He's at fifteen to one now as a Los Angeles Dodger. I still don't think that's a bad play either. I think this guy is absolutely one of the best baseball players in the world. Fifteen to one doesn't sound too bad to me on Freddie Freeman. Yeah, it's just, you think about the lineup that he's in, though, and it's when you have bets and having the see, uh, definitely what he did in month of May for Mookie Betts, and how do you how do you start to choose and pick and choose from other players within that lineup because the lineup is so deadly, and you always have to. I think for me, I consider well, who else is in that lineup, and where are the other outs that you go after? We know that you don't have the pitcher in the in that lineup anymore in the National League, but for for somebody like Goldschmidt, I think they're finding ways. They've adjusted and tinkered with that lineup where now he has Nolan Arenado hitting behind him, whether he's hitting second or third. Sometimes Goldschmidt's been in the two or the three hulks. He does handle the bat very well. And Goldschmidt is one that will hit the ball around the field. So it's not just strictly the pull hitter. He is going, he will go with the pitch at times and that helps with the average. So he's going to put up numbers. Then in the other thing with this is that AL, I mean the NL Central, I mean, clearly it's a two-team race. Brady. So Goldie's going to get to beat up on a lot of pitches beyond the Brewers. We're talking about the Pirates, the Cubs, and the Reds in that division. The Miami Marlins do indeed walk it off in the bottom of the ninth inning in South Florida. They take care of the San Francisco Giants. They'll play a rubber match on Sunday. Now that series at one game apiece. Miami wins that one over San Francisco 5-4. to four. And the Kansas City Royals are on the board first over the Houston Astros, leading that one 2 to nothing. We'll continue this conversation and also get into Game 2 of the NBA Finals when we return here on the VSIN Bet Center at VSIN, the sports betting network at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zen.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N dot com slash one zero. James, of course, we were talking about the National League MVP odds, Mookie Betts, Paul Goldschmidt, certainly a couple of the hottest players in Major League Baseball right now. Let's shift over to the American League MVP, and it looks like Shohei Otani and uh, Aaron Judge are at the top of the odds board. Otani at about plus 225 and Judge at 3-1. to one. It seems like Otani, unless obviously he suffers an injury or something, he's going to be at the top of this board year in and year out. A guy that's able to be an incredible pitcher and an incredible offensive player. How can he not be the most valuable player? Um, Would you bet on Aaron judge at this point? Because obviously he is on an absolute tear as well. And you know, there's always the trepidation for me, James on betting uh, in, in markets where humans are responsible for the result. Obviously, there's subjectivity, and it's like voting for the MVP of the NBA Finals or what have you. Any MVP award, any any vote when it comes down to a human selection here, uh, and you wonder if it's in the back of their mind that you know maybe they would be leaning more towards giving it to Aaron Judge because oh well we gave it to Shohei last year, so we're not going to give it to him twice. I mean, you know, it's not necessarily just as clean or, or cut and dry as the result of a baseball game, if you will, there, there is subjectivity here. Definitely subjectivity. And I think for Otani, now he's set the bar so high for himself because he is able to not only hit the ball the way that he is, especially with power for Otani, but because he is, he's a very, he's a really good pitcher as well. We don't see that. It's just that unicorn that's in major league baseball that we haven't seen in such a, such a long time. But on the other side, now that you've set the standard and the bar so high for yourself and thinking about Otani, well, can you continue to reach what you did last year and then lead your team to win? I think that's the other part, too. We talk about MVP and and any sport here in baseball. We know baseball is so statistically driven. It's about the numbers and doesn't necessarily mean you always have to be a winning team or lead your team to to win the division or, or, uh, you know, have a tremendous season. You can still win those awards. We know we haven't seen the Angels perform at a high level for quite a while as far as a team, uh, you know, their team success is concerned. But, you know, you still got to try to win. So if they're middling the way that they are now, and I know they're just in the midst of a losing streak, most teams are going to go through that. Maybe not a full nine-game losing streak. You don't want to have those. But you're going to have those those stretches where you're having a bad week or two. You have a bad road trip out, in this case, out east. But Right now, with what Aaron Judge is doing with this New York Yankees, you consider where he hits, and we know the Yankees have built, they built that stadium accordingly, and they built that roster and that lineup accordingly to drive the ball out of the ballpark. That's exactly what Aaron Judge has been doing, and 
And now that the weather's getting getting warmer, we're starting to see higher scores over the last week or so recently, right, Brady? Because they, we know the first six weeks of the season, like we were having these totals sitting at six and a half, seven consistently almost across the board. It's so many with so many teams, but a team like the Yankees, how they're built, Aaron Judge leading this team. They have the best record in baseball, hitting the baseball the way that it is. He was batting, lot, he was in the leadoff spot today. They're, they know how hot he's been. It's like, well, let's get him in as many ABs as we can, put him right up there at front. To, to start the game and start the start our 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 hitting prowess, I think here for the Yankees because they're playing so well. I don't think I want to get in front of that because Judge is leading that way and they are having great success to go win. Another couple of guys that I like, Jose Ramirez, uh, not a bad choice at twelve to yeah. one, and then a much longer shot is Wander Franco at forty to one. This guy is just one heck of a baseball player. I really enjoy watching him. I don't know if he's going to win the American League MVP, but maybe worth a shot at forty to one. I think this guy's capable of just about anything. Let's take a look at the National League Cy Young Award uh, odds. And Corbin Burns is your first choice at plus three twenty-five. He had a tough go of it on Friday night against a guy I like here, Joe Musgrove at ten to one. Carlos Rodon for the Giants. He's had a couple of rough outings as of late. He's nine to one Sandy Alcantara for the Miami Marlins at seven to one but Joe Musgrove at 10 to one would be my choice right now James a 1.64 ERA and of course on Friday night he flirted with a no-no which would be the second one of his career yeah, and I, and getting into the market this late, now that you mentioned it, we're two months into the season, we're a third of the way through the Major League Baseball schedule, roughly, that, you know, I don't want to be reactive because I, I tend to look at markets at this time of the year when we get, when we're starting to progress through the season, and then there's always something in the back of my head just wondering, well, this is what he is now. So for Musgrove, as well as he's pitched, my first question to myself is, well, what was he before? <laughs> where was his number prior to where it sits now? Because to how much, how much, how much of the number did I miss, and how much did I lose? And sometimes that'll just uh, that'll factor in. We talked about you know my propensity to chase bets. Sometimes that's where we led the show off, and kind of where I'm sitting right now to have to to reset myself from a betting standpoint. But also that I don't want to chase numbers, and I don't want to miss out of feeling like I don't. I really, honestly, I don't want to know what that number was if I'm wanting to get involved, because then my focus will be on what it was and what I could have had as as opposed to what it is right now but you think about how well Musgrove has pitched eventually this team for the Padres will start to hit the baseball consistently and they start to get healthier too and that's going to lead them to be able to put more runs on the board and give more run support for Musgrove because he has been so good I really like Alcantara and not to not that I'm going to bet him for the MVP here but and and Miami is uh, they've they've kind of got you know they haven't got off to the start that I think we were hoping for it's a young team there's a lot of talent on that team but I really like Alcantara because he is a guy that just I like watching him pitch he's not afraid to challenge pitchers or hitters he will go inside he will live up in the zone but that's part of being a strikeout pitcher the way that he is I just appreciate watching him up there because I feel like he's kind of that that new young bulldog in the National League as far uh, on the mound I really like Sandy the way that he attacks batters but in this case here uh, because of where the Marlins stand and this is not going to be a team that's going to be able to compete for the National National League East. I know it's about numbers too when it comes to Cy Young Brady, but sometimes you also have to find some leadership to win games, and I think that's a struggle for the Marlins. Not enough run support for Alcantara. I really like uh, all the Marlins pitchers, really. Pablo Lopez, uh, I don't know if he figured in the decision today. Probably not, but another decent outing for him in a win over the San Francisco Giants. In the American League, your guy Justin Verlander tops the list at plus 425. I really like Alec Manoa. For the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, he's at nine to one. But you talk about missing the number. I gotta believe before the season started, Justin Verlander was not the favorite. Oh, yes. Um, let's shift over, my friend, and talk NBA Finals Game Two. The Golden State Warriors trail the Boston Celtics one game to none. Boston getting the win on the road in San Francisco in Game One, one twenty to one hundred eight. They won it outright as three and a half point underdogs. The game went well over the total of 214 what were your before we get into the preview of game two which will take place on sunday what were your impressions of game one 
Well, I, my my concern with game one was for both sides with maybe the, somewhat of the extended layoff for the Warriors having clinched when they did a week prior. And then the other side more so with the Celtics. And where were their legs going to be considering they just came off a back-to-back seven-game series? The travel involves, well, I know they had a couple days off before the, you know, from the, what was it, Monday to, to Thursday when the series started. But, or actually I think it was Sunday. But anyway, a few days off. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you've, Sometimes there's a little bit, there's a little time that you just need more time to recoup. And I think we kind of saw that. We saw Jason Tatum. We know how how high leverage of a player he is for the Boston Celtics, how important he is to that team. Did not shoot the ball well. We could definitely see that there was probably some fatigue just shooting 3 of 17 in that game because of all the high-level minutes that he's had to play and everything kind of really has to go through him when they're getting into especially the fourth quarter and, and uh, you know high-intensity types of, of possessions for the Celtics. But it was the bench, and I think that was the key. Obviously, that was the key to me, at least, with the Celtics, is seeing guys like Derek White as well as Pritchard, who, yes, they're they're consistent bench players, but as well as they shot the basketball from the floor, they went, what, 7 of 11? You could see that the fatigue wasn't there for those players because they didn't have to play nearly as high as many minutes on the floor for one and the high-level minutes that are expected for somebody like a Jason Tatum. So that, that to me, that was the key with the Celtics is the consistency out of the bench. Obviously, Horford shot the ball well. The entire team shot the ball well when you had 21 threes. But that's kind of where we are in the NBA. Through the NBA, it's it's a five-out league for the most part. Brady, everybody has handles. They can shoot the ball. They all have very good ball skill. And you're going to shoot 43s combined between the two teams. Knock down 43s. Not shoot 43s, but knock down 43s. Yeah, that's kind of where I would like where as many as they hit like, wow, what was I doing even thinking of getting involved with the total in the under where I was at 222 live at that had or 223, whatever it was. I had no shot uh, because these teams were so it's just so many open looks. So we'll see uh, the Warriors aren't gone. This isn't just this is just one game here, Brady. This is a veteran team. They're a competitive team. It's not like, oh, well, they're just happy to be there. It's a, a lot of competitive pride on the team. They're definitely going to show up tomorrow night on the defensive side. I agree with you. We will continue this conversation on the other side. The Golden State Warriors, by the way, 4-0 this season in the playoffs when coming off of a loss. We'll see if that continues on Sunday night. The VEASAN Bet Center continues in just a moment. Stick around right here on the Sports Betting Network. This is Bet Center on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of July. For the next few months, you're going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vcin.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily baseball bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Brady Cannon and James Salinas continuing our discussion of game two of the NBA Finals. And the first part of our conversation began last segment. We were talking about our impressions of game one. And James, I'll give you my thoughts. I, I was really dumbfounded. I mean, the, the Warriors were pretty much in control of this game yeah. uh, for the first three quarters. I mean, Steph Curry comes out and hits six of eight three-pointers in the first quarter. Now, they did trail by a couple of points, I believe. I think they were down two at the half, but then they came out and just did their thing in the third quarter. They were up by, they were up by 12 points. It seems like they were up by about seven points for just a, a good portion of this game. And then it all went sideways in the fourth quarter. They were outscored in the fourth quarter 40-16. to 16. And, and I know you have to credit the Celtics with the high percentage of shots that they made, and you wonder if that's going to be sustainable, but... Uh, it was just really weird how I thought that game kind of – I mean, and then not only were the Warriors up by 12 points, then they lose by 12, all in the matter of like one quarter of basketball. It was pretty wild how it, unra- how it unraveled. 
I think that was the first the the first time in NBA Finals history where a team going into the fourth quarter with a double digit lead ends up finishing the game with a double digit loss. So I knew it was never weird. say never. We were talking about the the lack of runs scored at Coors Field last night. It only right. happened one time in 27 years where neither team could push a run across through a full nine innings. And obviously, there's a first for everything. So I, I the, both these teams, the propensity to shoot. Now really, we know the Warriors can shoot. We know they've got. Anytime you're talking about Clay and and Steph out there, these are guys that can fill it up from from outside and have that experience to do so but you know that was thinking about how they went through the western conference finals it wasn't all just about clay and steph shooting threes a lot of it was looking at because i think what the what's interesting about the warriors is yes they will space the floor they're playing five out they don't play with a a big true center out there and and they will space the floor from that perspective and but it's not all these like we see with so many teams in the nba brady all the ball screens and how our team's going to adjust to the the constant ball screen office you know above the circle and and a Above the three-point line in the middle of the floor, this team for the Warriors, it's a lot of off-ball action. A lot of guys coming off multi- coming off screens, off-ball screens, multiple screens at times. Especially Clay. Clay's not one to really put the ball on the court and, and create his own shot. He is going to come off of off of screens, and he's a catch-and-shoot type of guy. Uh, but and that's where the the Warriors have such a great propensity to share the basketball, and they're very unselfish team. We know that, and they will share the ball. Guys will read if if they're playing these off ball screens, and two guys jump to the to the ball or to the cutter, then you're going to see a back cut. Guys are going to shape up and, and flash back door, and they're great at making and assessing those those plays and those passes and communicating. So I think just in that fourth quarter, the fact that they were only put up 16 points. Yes, I know the the Celtics hit 40 in that fourth quarter and ultimately you get to see it and really it was it, it, in particular I mean it was really Derek White that just he and Pritchard too Pritchard shot the ball very well and I've always liked Pritchard I remember him his days there in Oregon and and when they made their run to the final four and Pritchard was really the catalyst and the leader not from a standpoint of putting the ball in the basket but just tough-minded kid another kid that you can see just plays with this chip on his shoulder everywhere he's gone he's been the smallest guy out there trying to compete on the floor and plays with that kind of competitive toughness but you know, can this can those two guys hit the shots that they did in in game two that they did in game one? I don't think they're going to need to. I don't think the, the Celtics are going to have to rely on them to shoot those types of shots. I think Tatum will obviously shoot the ball better. They've had another two days to rest. So because of the, the series doesn't go again until Sunday night. So they've had Friday and Saturday to rest. I, I just feel like for the Warriors, they got to get back to doing what got them there through the Western Conference playoffs, and that is trying to get the ball to basket, getting inside because of off-the-ball cuts and get those easy baskets, higher percentage shots. Don't be so dependent upon those three-point shots because they shot. They took more than half their shots came from beyond the arc. Yes, they have the propensity to shoot the basketball well from the outside, Brady, but that's not what got them to the finals. It was all the points inside the paint because they're making good plays and good passes off the ball. They've got to get back to that in game two. Yeah, I would agree with you. They've got to get in the paint, and the game looked to really be going their way early because they were scoring in the paint. They were getting offensive rebounds, and as a Warriors fan, I I was happy to see the way it was going. And then, like I say, in the fourth quarter, it really just went the other direction. The Warriors have become a bigger favorite in Game 2. They were three-and-a-half-point favorites for Game 1. They're now laying four points, and with the Game 1 going over the total, it closed at 214, your total for game two is now at 215 and a half. James, you mentioned this is a long way from over, and I agree with you. The Warriors in seven is still the second choice on the odds board. The favorite is the Celtics in six at three to one. The Warriors in seven is at plus 325. So not a whole lot of difference there between these uh, those two options. If you were going to bet the series exact result, what is your gut feeling right now? Where would you want to go? Well, and that's the challenge here because we know with the NBA Finals, right, it is, it is, and I'm pulling this schedule, I'm confirming this for myself, just making sure I'm um, putting out there. It's different now than what it was. It used to be the 2-3-2 two, two format. That's not the case now. Now they're, right. they're coming back and going the 2-2-1-1-1-1 two, two, one, 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 one kind of piece. And I always thought it was a challenge for the team when they had that NBA Finals 2-3-2 two, two 
Even if you won and split one of those games as that road team, it's hard to beat. I mean, you're in the finals. Your opponent is obviously there for a reason. They're a terrific team. It's hard to beat any team three straight times. And then that said, now you're having to go home and do that three straight times. So I do think it's kind of an advantage now for Boston not having those three straight games at home. And if I was going to find one, I I wouldn't want to bet against the Warriors if it comes down to a game seven. And they're in Golden State. That's not a play that I want to make. So if I'm looking to get involved with the series price and I want to be on the Boston side, I definitely look at that game six because I just don't want to have it all on the line, on the road. And We've seen it. The Celtics have been great on the road, road warriors in a sense, during the NBA playoffs in the East. And So they're not afraid to go on the road and win. They did that against Miami in game seven to close out the Eastern Conference. But... That's that's the one advantage when we talk about it. Game seven in sports is particular a, a team like the Warriors that have that championship medal about them. Yeah, that's uh, the more I think about that, I wouldn't want to take it. Be, if I had a choice, I would be looking at Celtics in six to close out at home as opposed to seven having to do that on the road at Golden State. I, I think there's a really good chance that we come back to Golden State for game five with this series ch- uh, tied at two games apiece. Yeah. I, I think the Warriors will probably take game two. They'll bounce back and I think the Warriors will be able to take one of two games in Boston both of these teams have have been a couple of the best road teams in the NBA that's why they're they're in the finals right Right. and the Warriors have now won uh, a game on the road in 26 straight playoff series so this team obviously is not adverse to being able to win on the road I think there's a really good chance that we'll come back to San Francisco at the Chase Center tied at two games apiece, and then then it's a whole new series from there with, like you say, a back-and-forth, a 1-1-1 deal. Um, and, and, you know, the odds show here that there's still probably a really good chance that this thing goes seven games. I, I think we do have two of the best teams in the NBA or two of the best teams in the NBA. And, James, you and I were doing this show a month ago or so, and I was really worried about the Phoenix Suns. You had a bet on them. You figured it was going to be either Phoenix or Golden State against the Milwaukee Bucks, and I wholeheartedly agreed with you. And as a Warriors fan, I was very nervous about this Phoenix team, but, boy, they, they just ran out of gas. I don't know what happened to this team. They were blown out in Game 7 by the Dallas Mavericks. But uh, in the end here, and I think I felt for a while in the playoffs that the Celtics – and I like the Bucks too. I thought the Celtics and the Bucks were certainly one of the two was going to be the representative of the Eastern Conference. But I think now we probably have the two best teams in the NBA representing. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. The, I mean, the Celtics from top to bottom, especially their their commitment to play good on-ball defense out on the perimeter. We just don't see that a whole lot, Where how aggressive they are to, to play passing lanes, too. So they're not afraid, especially when Robert Williams is healthy. We know clearly right now Robert Williams is not healthy for the Celtics as kind of that paint and that rim protector for Boston. It really allows some of their guards, and, you know, so you think about Jalen Brown in particular, Smart. Smart's a great on-ball defender, but they can cheat a little bit in those passing lanes one pass away. To, to look for steals and runouts. So, yeah, I think that it's, that's the biggest thing for the Celtics team has been the consistent commitment to defense. Uh, it seems strange to even think about that, Brady, because we just don't see much defense played in the NBA. That's where teams, seems like players and teams take their time off, you know, take get, a, get that in-game breather on the defensive side rather than the offensive side. That's not for the case for the Celtics. So, yeah, I, to your point, definitely the two best teams in the NBA meeting the finals. Still got a long way to go. Going to be a lot of fun to watch. The Chicago Cubs looking for a series sweep or a sweep of the doubleheader, rather, lead the St. Louis Cardinals one to nothing, bottom of the second. We'll be right back on the VSIN Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and the bets are moving for every game, and now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all of the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. James Salinas and Brady Cannon here with you inside the vcin Bet Center. And James, we want to kind of switch directions here. Oftentimes on all of the vcin programming, we're telling people about what our bets are and why we like a certain side or a total or what have you. And you brought up the uh, topic today about hey, maybe about why we bet and what drives us in this industry. Why are we interested in this at all? Not just here's my favorite play of the day, but why am I interested in this industry at all? And and I'll tell you, I'll kind of start the conversation. I know this was something you introduced and you've got a lot to say on this matter, but I really never made a bet in my life other than like, hey, dad, uh, you know, I'll bet you the Giants are going to beat the Dodgers for a milkshake. I I never (laughs) bet against a true betting line uh, in in an organized market until I got to Las Vegas 28 years ago. And I started to work for a radio network and we were inside the MGM Grand Race and Sportsbook, which has been remodeled. At that time, it was a massive space there in the MGM Grand and it was tremendous, especially the race book for horses. It was fantastic. And our set, our desk was right there in the middle of the race book. And I did a show with Dave Koken, who's a, a frequent contributor here on, on VEASAN. And then uh, also uh, a couple of guests that we had on quite often were Dr. Bob Stoll and Mark Lawrence, who uh, also appear here on the network as guests quite often. And, you know, obviously I was in the industry because I was a sports fan. I started out of college as a sports reporter on radio and whatnot. And um, getting here to Las Vegas and hearing these guys make a living at breaking down a game and handicapping a game, it, it just became fascinating to me that, you know, here's a, a, an industry that I love in general, and now you're giving me this challenge of trying to beat it and try and figure it out and trying to be predictive. And, and the money for me is kind of just a way of keeping score. Am I up? Am I down? You know, how am I doing? And, and obviously it's rewarding when you're doing really well. It's a bummer when you're not, but but what and I am not a professional better, uh, and I will readily admit that I don't I don't want to become a professional better. I think that is an entirely different skill set that 
it is not my wheelhouse and I, I don't really want to live that life of watching a screen 365 days a year and, and going through all of that. Um, but I think I would consider myself a professional handicapper. I, you know, you and I, we get paid to do this and we get paid to study these games and analyze and, and that's what I do. And that's the part that I really enjoy about it. So I, I think it's the challenge and then it's also the rewarding factor, whether, whether you're not a sports better or, or you are, if you're in the sports industry at all as any sort of personality, you like to make predictions and then say, I got it right. And I think that's part of the thrill yeah. as well. So, you know, we, we can go on for this topic for a while, and I think we probably will. Let's let's hear your side of the story. Well, it's 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 pretty complex. So I've I've been doing a lot of ref, uh, taking a lot of time to reflect on a number of things in my life, and obviously, sports betting is is very prominent and has been prominent in my life for a very long time. And there's a variety of reasons why I do it. You talk about the challenge, and that's part of it for me. It's a it's a competitive endeavor for me. I, I can't play, not that I ever played at a super high level, but I played a lot as a kid. I was very competitive. I was very athletic, and and I got hurt. I hurt myself in, in high school in my senior year, blew my knee out, and I was not able to ever compete again at any kind of level that I wanted to. To get out there and this was part of that endeavor for me to be able to kind of feed that need for myself to be able to to, to be competitive uh, so the challenge piece I totally understand I think for me it goes even deeper and and I'll you know I, I do you know I, I put a big tweet out there I've, I've learned how to put a tweet out I'm not a big I'm not big <laughs> on Twitter and social media and and I know I'm sure there's I've, I've turned it off I'm sure there's plenty of responses out there and so I apologize if I haven't responded to anything it's off right now I didn't want to be distracted for our show but I did put this out there for us this morning because I just felt like I wanted to have an opportunity to put a little more context behind who I am and I think we don't you know it, it's that can be a little challenging for, for me sometimes. I'm very private. I know it's weird. I'm on a sports betting network, and I'm on the radio or television or however you're watching, and, yeah, you don't like the limelight. I really don't. And I think about when I won the Super Contest back in 2015, and it was Dave Tooley who works for our network now, but he was working for ESPN.com at the time, and he had reached out, and I didn't even want him to do my last name. He just referred to me as James S., some guy in Denver, uh, and that was it. I did, it just, But I was seriously, because it's been – and this is where the depth will come behind it. So I'll just I'll be completely open and honest about this and, and where I've come from and why I've been involved with sports betting for as long as I have. Uh, and it's initially for me as a, as a teenager, it was a hustle for me. This was an opportunity in a way for me to be able to earn it. I didn't you know, for for me, I lived in North Denver. So let me just. Bear with me, please, and I'll just set the stage of how and where I grew up as a kid here in Denver. I've lived in Denver my entire life. I'm in North Denver back in the 70s. Picture the Broncos Stadium. So if you've ever been to Denver, the Denver Broncos Stadium is just on the outside of the train tracks from downtown Denver. And it's totally different now, the neighborhood where I grew up in, as opposed to, to what it was back then in the 70s and 80s as a, as a young kid growing into a, a young adult. Uh, it was it was a different neighborhood. It was a, a, a neighborhood that was established way back in the in the, the inception of Denver back in especially the neighborhood was built back in the 10s and the 20s. And it was really to serve the people that were building the infrastructure of downtown Denver at the time and it was a lot of immigrants so it was very Italian really heavy Italian back then in the in the tens the 20s the 30s etc uh, a lot of Irish as well and then I think into the 40s and the 50s a lot a lot more folks from the Latino descent were coming into to Colorado and in, into that neighborhood in North Denver because really they were the laborers and the builders of the of the community or, or of the, the city of Denver as it was continuing to grow and so that's where I lived fast forward to the 70s as a kid in the 80s North North Denver was a really great place when it came to, to diversity and just a, a cultural melting pot. And, and it was a great place to be because it was, even though it was a large neighborhood, everybody knew each other. Everybody was connected to a certain degree. And it, it was it, it was an impoverished neighborhood. I didn't grow up with a whole lot of money and neither did anybody else. So there wasn't a lot of shame that went with it. We had, for those of us that had to get clothes, secondhand clothes from the Segunda or the thrift store, like there was no shame in that because everybody was experienced their own level of poverty. And, and 
and I had a lot of autonomy as a kid. I was a kid that I was, I was a single parent home, just my mom. She worked a lot, and I would come home as I'm coming home from school. She's out the door working her four to 12 shifts. So there was a lot of t- I had a lot of time on my own as a young kid, learned how to be very self sufficient. And so I'm a pretty good cook today because if I didn't learn how to cook, I wasn't going to eat. So a lot of things that I learned from my days, and I also had a lot of autonomy to, to run around the streets of North Denver. And I, I'll Flat out honest, I, I, I and I and I say this because honestly, Brady, it's it's being the position that I work in now here in Denver. It's I've had plenty of requests, Colorado Open Records requests, uh, to to find out who I am, and so it's better for me to if people are gonna people are gonna try to dig things up on you. Well, it's hard to do that if you don't bury things, and so for me, I did get myself in some trouble as a as a teenager in North Denver, and and was around some folks that you know we we didn't do it we. Didn't hit anybody that didn't have it coming to him per se, as well as, you know, I never took anything that didn't belong to me, but was dabbling in some things where, let's just say, I was I was selling things that were illegal at the time. Now you come to Denver, and you know what? Honestly, that stuff is legal on every, it's at every street corner right now, pot shops everywhere. So, yeah, I got myself in some trouble, and I had to learn a new hustle for myself. And it became sports betting. I knew a guy who knew a guy, and here in here in North Denver, because of the melting pot that it was, uh, there was a there was th- three different restaurants slash sports bars where you could go if you knew if you got connected. And I was connected at a young age to be able to go in and and be able to build an account and go in in person and make bets back then. And so. From North High School, where I graduated, and I bought myself a, a little 450 Suzuki motorcycle, I could zip around, and I was learning to line shop. I didn't really realize it at the time, but I could zip to Maxfields downtown. That was kind of the Irish joint. Then roll up to 38th and Tejon to Gaetano's. That was the Small Dones uh, back in the day. If you know anything about the the, uh, let's just say the wise guys in Denver, the Small Dones were the that they were it in North Denver. They were it in, in Denver to begin with. And then uh, the other side of Federal, the other side of Federal was was the blue corn and that was the Latino side and so I had connections in all of those and that's where I kind of just started to find a new way for me to build an income and find that opportunity to hustle and it was about sports and it was having a love for sports as a kid and sports was my babysitter as a kid growing up. I played a lot too, uh, but it was an avenue for me that I started learning. I learned the lines, and I'll, I'll attribute this influence to Brent Musburger and Jimmy the Greek back as, as a young kid watching the NFL today was, hey, we always had Jimmy the Greek coming on, and Brent would ask him about a game, and you know how Greek was. He'd say, yeah, Brent, well, you know, I, I heard something about Ferragamo's arm. I still <laughs> like the Rams. The Rams are going to win this game, but it's going to be a close game, and something to that effect, I understood what that meant. So I know we got it we're up against it we're going to hit the break but hope to revisit this on the other side because it's i want to share some more things about why i do what i do we will do exactly that i will contribute as well good stories here my man we'll be back in just a moment hour number three of the v-sin bet center on the sports betting network at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.